Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 1420 Podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be hanging out with you. We don't, I feel like I don't see you anymore. I know, and we see each other for like three and a half hours or more every week. We don't text a whole lot. That's because of my schedule. But Your schedule's weird now. Yeah, working overnights is interesting. It's I I really really dig the overnight schedule though. I feel like I see the family more because mm-hmm. I basically I mean I work when they're asleep and then I sleep when they're at work. But I'm home in the mornings. I'm home in the evenings, and then when everyone goes to bed, I just go to work. You got full family time though. Yeah, it's not great on the weekend. Like Saturday is real rough because right. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Mark, shut up. Yeah, he like just runs in. It's like, I just want to snuggle you. Like, no, you're in here to read me a book. You can't read. So (laughs) you're just in here to bother me. Uh, And then Sundays are kind of hard because I've just come off working all night, but I don't want to sleep all day and then sleep all night. It's a whole thing. But generally speaking, it's a good schedule. And and you're you're in the middle of your weekend right now. Yes. Yes. It's Monday night, for the record. Middle of the weekend. Middle of your weekend. Yeah, it's awesome. Did you do anything today besides just sleep? Uh, We went and looked at sleeper sofas. Ooh. Uh, went to Taco Vore, and I did have the bean and cheese taco today. And? I wanted to hate it so much, but it's so good. It's the cheese. Oh the cheese is, is what it is. It's basically a quesadilla with some beans in it. And the beans are really, really good, too. I didn't even notice the beans beyond the cheese. What kind of cheese is it? It's got like a... Uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's got a little a, bit sweet. It's got to be a mixture of cheeses. I, like, there's some cotija sweetness in there. Um, but I don't know. I didn't look at the menu. I, I read... I remember seeing, like, coconut milk braised or something beans which i thought was really weird but it was it's it, it's perfect it adds a whole bunch of fat and creaminess to it's it and epic yeah it was money i really wanted to not like it's it it's so bizarre to think of a bean and cheese taco as being epic but in my mind it's epic and it's a nice toasted taco shell so it's not it's not a hard taco it's still a soft taco with kind of crispy edges and they don't do that with all their tacos oh it was so good the last time I was there, uh, there was a fellow in front of me ordering, and he was just kind of going through the menu, and he had picked like two or three, uh, you know, interesting sounding tacos, and he was like, "I need to get a couple more, but I don't know what to get." And I was like, "Bro, bean and cheese." And the lady at the counter was like, kind of laughed, and she was like, "There are bean and cheese evangelists, and this guy is one of them, and he's totally right." <laughs> it was it's killer, and I'm I'm now gonna join the flock. Of bean and cheese evangelists, because I'm all about a bean and cheese burrito. But but this is different than it's, that. It yeah, <laughs> it's different than that. It's not it's the a, best taco I've had there. Yeah, it's but the, it's a terrific taco. It's, it's only three favorite. bucks. I don't feel bad about having four of them. Only three bucks is a little crazy to say, though. I, I as I was eating it, I said, if this was a two dollar and fifty cent taco, I'd never eat anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but we've talked about it before. They're yeah. just they're like they're twenty five to fifty cents more expensive than I'm comfortable paying. Yeah. And honestly. What is the difference between between a two fifty and three dollar purchase when you're looking at tacos? I, I think even if you're be, purchasing four, I think it should be two bucks. I think it should be run as a loss leader and be two bucks. That that's my personal maybe, opinion. Maybe run it as a loss leader. Charge four bucks or three seventy five or whatever they do for the barbacoa. Two bucks for the bean and cheese. Yeah, you can go in and get twenty bean and cheese, forty bucks with your bros. I yeah, and then drink because their their drinks are not cheap. Make it a loss leader. Uh, because that's the one thing Taco Board does not have as a loss leader. And I'm a, I'm a sucker for a loss leader too. They don't even have cheap PBR. No, no. Like, it's like $4 PBRs or some shit. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, they don't. And they don't eat it because they're always full. Even so today when we were there for lunch, there was like 45 people in there. So did you get a sleeper sofa? And and what is a sleeper sofa? A pull-out couch. Oh, okay. So uh, like a hide-a-bed. Yeah, but they call them sleeper sofas now. I don't know. We went to like three stores today, <laughs> saw a bunch of creepy salesmen. Also found out that it's cheaper to buy online than it is in the store. Always. Yeah, but you think you if you're buying from buy. the same company, you, like they don't have all the sales online, but it was still $50 more to buy it in store and, and have it shipped to my house than it was to buy it from the online and ship to my house. Weird. I didn't get it. Weird. So we haven't bought one yet. We're gonna gonna pull the trigger on one tonight because we're doing the resituation of the house and need a guest room again. So it's a whole mess. I started a construction project. Yeah. What'd you do? Construction? Is that what you call this? Uh Kim has been sort of hounding me to build hounding me. I say it, it's like a bad thing. She's not she's not she's asked twice in the last 24 that, months. That's right. <laughs> to make a bench, like a picnic style bench for our kitchen for our dining room table. Oh, let me help. I have one in my house. Uh you, you know, so I've and already I have a, I have a 2 by 10 that uh, you can use. I have all the materials. Oh. I have all the materials. I've already done all of my cuts. Actually, I think I have like two more cuts left. Um I bought a Craig yeah. jig. Yeah. All Craig jigs are amazing. Doesn't even matter which one it is. They're it's just exciting. All so good. It's exciting. The pocket, the pocket corner jig. Po- yeah, for pocket screw, pocket mm-hmm. holes. Yeah. So I bought a Craig jig. That was exciting. But it's kind of expensive. You know, I, I, I'm i hoping to get to a point where sometime I can do a project, like a reasonably complicated project, and not have to buy sort of expensive equipment, right? Yeah, uh, but see, that's part of the excitement. I know I love is. going to Lowe's. I, like, I got to get this tool for this one application. I've been trying to, so what I've I have been, a tile saw. I've never even done tile. What I've been doing <laughs> is go to Harbor Freight first mm-hmm. and get the things at Harbor Freight that I feel more comfortable, that I feel comfortable with. Like I needed, I needed a palm sander. I needed a belt sander. And mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to go to Harbor Freight because I'm, I'm going to get a belt sander, but I'm never going to use it. I'm going to use it, you know, a handful of times. I need it for this project, but it's not like I'm going to be using a, a belt sander day in and day out. If I was... I would go and buy a Milwaukee belt sander, right? Or, mm-hmm. or something higher quality. But those fucking things are expensive. I've gone to Cobalt brand for tools for oh, the most yeah. part. Cobalt's great. Because Lowe's has a lifetime warranty. Right. And it's a Lowe's brand. Right. So they know you bought it there. You break in, you bring in your broken shit and they just give you a new one. I think that's a great plan. I think the cheapest Cobalt... Yeah, it's probably 200 bucks. It, that's right, like 150 You know, I got a $40 belt, belt sander from Harbor Freight and it does everything I need it to. And you know, for the 10 times that I use this thing in the next 20 years, I assume it's going to last and work just fine Probably for so. all 10 of those times. So yeah. I felt good about that. I got a palm sander from Bauer. I think Bauer is one of Harbor Freight sort of premium brands. They've mm-hmm. got Chicago electric, which is their, you know, bottom dollar. And then they've got Bauer. I got a palm sander uh, and a random orbital sander uh, of the Bauer variety. And it seems really high quality. I haven't had the opportunity to use it though, because it's one of those hook and loop. Mm, yeah. And I bought a bunch of Oops. adhesive backed. Yep. Five inch. <laughs> I use the, I think I have the black and Decker mighty mouse and I have, I have two of them. I don't know how I came by two of them. I still haven't worn the first one out and I've been using it for six years, I think. It, you know, my, the drill that I use most often is a plug-in drill because I... I think it's a balls. Yeah. It's a yeah. Black & Decker, just not even... Is it Black & Decker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black & Decker plug-in drill. And it's got a speed chuck and um, no frills, but I it just works. It just works. It had balls on it that the impact driver did. That's right. Yeah. yeah it's it's powerful. Uh, doing those uh, doing those pocket, pocket holes. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I love that pocket hole jig too. It's Did you have cool. the issue of, of punching too far through with the? So it, my very first, yeah. my very first hole, I got blue plastic and mm-hmm. went all the way through the deck, and I was like, "Well, alrighty then." <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. And then I figured out how to set the guide, and yeah. and I was just fine, right? As yeah. long as you set it to high enough and don't set your screw. Anyway, yeah, yeah. But I've got my. I did. Uh, it's four two by fours that are the full length of the bench, mm-hmm. and I needed to connect them to mm-hmm. one another. And so I just did pocket holes. I did uh, just. I don't know how to explain this. A- anyway, pocket holes into each other at two intervals along the sixty seven inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so each each bolt has four sets of two pocket holes, or each uh, joint has four sets of two screws connecting the boards there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, is this going to be enough? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's totally enough. Uh, it feels great and super solid. I've got all the the legs cut. I need to put those together now. And then I need to paint it. It'll be done. I mean, it's it was like that pocket hole jig just turned, made this project totally easy. You're going to need a lot more polyurethane than you expect, just as a heads up. Oh yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to paint the legs, but yeah, I'm gonna stain. I'm gonna stain the top. So I don't know if I'm gonna spray it. I think I'm gonna spray it. Stain I like it. the sprayed poly. Stain I used it, it for all the all the furniture topping that I've made. Uh, the spray poly is nice, but the bench needed a lot more than I expected. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Either that, or I might do. Uh, Sherwin Williams has a water based brush on or roll on mm-hmm. uh, poly. Uh, and I might use that too. That'd I haven't, be nice. I they, haven't decided. The only thing about that is because it's water based, it pulls the grain, mm-hmm. and, and so you get some texture, which might be nice in this application. I don't know. It it's not great to wipe when you have any any residual texture. The Sherwin Williams stuff. Uh, roll on. I used roll oh, on. Yeah, on. yeah. Well, this stuff lays pretty well. Actually, we oh. used it on our floors when I was in Springfield. Okay. Uh, it lays pretty nice, and it gets pretty hard. Uh, surprisingly, mm. it doesn't stay soft, but it does pull the grain. That's the one thing about it is that, you, you know, you can't get that glassy surface. But I'm not sure I want that with this project. So for a bench, I don't think it, you're, I mean, it's going to get pretty good banged it, up. It's right. It's going to get banged up. Rivets and shit. Now I feel like with the water base, soccer cleats, you and, can go back over the top of it. And, yeah. So, yeah, I haven't decided. But anyway, we're talking about watches today. We are. And it's nearing the end of the year. So we figured it was time to talk about some of our favorites from the year best watches of 2019 well i don't know about best watches but just some of our favorites aka the best maybe yeah i mean we are the best so yeah no (laughs) you're right it's the best watches of 2019 the best watches of 2019 uh no you know what i actually there's a couple of watches on here that i think we've been critical of in fact so i i guess that that your um your statement uh, or your your assertion that it's uh, notable or some of our favorites versus the best, I think is fair. Yeah, because yeah, there's there's one on here right off the bat that I was very critical of because I'm annoyed by it, but I love that it came out. I love right. that it was released. I love all but one thing about it. Okay, <laughs> that one thing is just important. So we've got twelve watches, which <laughs> oh. based on our standard uh, our, our standard margin of error for uh, how long we talk about watches, this episode's probably going to be about six and a half hours long uh i'd say probably eight so if you have a road trip or have to pee you need to get to the state capitol for something yeah uh our state capitol from yours right <laughs> maybe this oh, is a good time to do it across texas <laughs> you know you just don't know 
So I think that the way we've put these here is pretty good, except maybe move this here. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, so other than that, we'll just go through them in order. Let's light it up. We don't do this a lot. We don't do like sort of game planning live uh, no. very often. No, we suck at it. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Let's just start hitting them. Okay, so number one, the Q Timex. Yes. Q Timex. Uh, and I think this is number one on our list. Not just like arbitrarily. I think this is my favorite watch of the year. It's probably the most notable, right? Mm-hmm. At, at least in um, sort of mass market. I so I I said it before the show before we before we hit record, and I'm going to say it again on air. I think Timex is the brand to watch next year. I like think in terms of a in terms of a move. Or... I think Timex is going to do some of the coolest stuff we see next year. The, I think the writing is on the wall for that. Yeah, I think they're going to beat Seiko. I think they're going to beat a lot of micro brands. I think Timex is going to drop the coolest watches of 2020. By and large, they're going to have some. They're going to have some dumps, and they're going to have some traditional Timex in the way that we think about Timex. But I think, in the way of cool releases, innovative releases, I think Timex is going to be going to be the ones to beat next year. And I don't suppose at this stage of the game that we need to. Um, caveat this but but obviously we're talking about affordable watches right mm-hmm. and we always talk about affordable watches and to the extent that we're making this list it's with an eye towards affordable watches so um you you know Cause, o- cause, omega released a gold speedmaster and fuck me give it to me i want it yeah, but and, and obg was wearing a quarter million dollar richard meal that was right. dope but <laughs> that's just not for us <laughs> it wasn't more money than that i think it might have been was, more it than was that. i think it was 250 okay yeah <laughs> on the football field it, yeah and they were thinking about finding him for it they're like well we've never really talked about having to wear watches on the field or not wearing watches and kind of matched his uniform and uh yeah yeah we're in we're in a quarter million dollar watch playing football come on man you know, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, so that getting that out of the way, right? There's, there's some very cool watches that came out this year. You know, the Docs, the Gold Docs, so what, whatever. Uh, a bunch of Jaeger Lecoultres, some neat stuff. Rolex, actually, Rolex kind of had a quiet year, but um, you, you, you know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the coolest. So when Black we make, Bay was really cool. Yeah, Black Bay always, every year, does some cool shit. So when we say, you know, perhaps the Q Timex is the most notable release of the year, that's in that narrow range of affordable watches. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I'll accept that. It, but, you know, actually, it's the one, I think, on our list, uh, maybe with one other. Uh, it, it's probably the one on our re- list that defies uh, the the price spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that this would probably show up on, a, you know, maybe a high consumption top watches of the year or something. I think so, yeah. Something like that, because it was so cool and so neat. It was also unexpected. Right. Where did it, I mean, where did Timex come from? And then, so with that, so they dropped the the really traditional color, the, mm-hmm. the reissue. Mm-hmm. And today I saw their, what they're calling the Falcon. Yeah, the, with the a, Falcon Eye. Yeah, yeah, the Falcon Eye with a kind of an ocean blue dial, gold markers, gold bezel, gold crown. Everything else is is the same that you'd expect of the Q Timex, but such a good color combination. Dude, this thing is epic. I actually really I, I almost really it, like this thing. But it's out of stock on the Timex website. And my assumption is that if it's out of stock on the Timex website, it's out of stock everywhere. It's gonna be four hundred and fifty dollars until they get a 
a second a, a decent stock of yeah, it. and then there'll be 179.50 again <clears throat> this thing is so freaking cool it's got these really sort of deep uh long hooded lugs a, mm-hmm. ho- a hooded lug uh the application of the gold of the gilt is money money uh that bracelet i don't know what you'd call that uh you know 11 link or something like that dude this thing looks mm-hmm. killer yeah, it, it looks money. Very dress sport. I didn't see the water resistance on it. I got too excited by the color. But I think water that resistance was 100 is meters, right? Probably like two. Uh, it says water resistance. Oh, 50 meters. I could do with 100, but for... No, well, I don't know. I think 50. I mean, of course, me too. But I think 50 meters is actually uh, a, a pretty decent number for this This watch. is a go anywhere, do most anything watch. <clears throat> yeah, 50 meters. That's actually a really good number. I yeah. would expect I would have expected thirty because it, well it's not masquerading as a dive watch, it, it knows it's not it, and it's okay with it right. <laughs> Unlike the OG Q Timex, so yeah, yeah Q Timex. I think you know you're right. I think that might be the most notable release. We probably don't need to say a lot about it. I mean, there's a hundred YouTube videos. Uh, everybody kind of knows what it is, um, but very cool and notable. Check out the Falcon Eye release on it too, though. Yeah, the Definitely Falcon Eye release. Look. Uh, I hadn't seen this before today. And if y'all have 10... 38 millimeters, by the way, you yeah. guys. Yeah. 38 millimeters. Come on. Fuck me. Will you tell anyone? Uh, we'll, we'll talk later. Okay. We'll talk off air. Okay. <laughs> Number two. The Arnie. The Seiko Arnie. Such a good release. You know... Uh, I've, I'm surprised this didn't happen sooner. I am a little bit too. I am a little bit too. I, it seems like I probably like... It, it feels like it should have been out for the last five years. Yeah, I think that's right. It, it does feel a little bit that way. Uh, you, you know, this is one of those watches. I think that you can get these between 400 and 500, depending on your strap option. Um, but yeah, shit, man. I think it's interesting that Seiko's going to a, uh, not necessarily such a wide variety of options, but a wide variety of options within that watch. You know, like there's not there's not ten thousand watches anymore. There's fifty watches with ten thousand variations. It does seem a little bit like Seiko and I like that is shoring up its collection, which I think is part of their move towards relevance. I still suspect Seiko is going to have to um, maintain a. They're going to have to stay a Macy's brand. Yeah, they, I don't think the to. I don't think the Macy's Seiko watches are the problem. Uh, I, I think that. And I say problem. It's maybe not a problem. I, I think that Seiko's sort of wide range has to do more with their uh, desire to be competitive in, in every market. That's right. In, in lower markets, lo, you know, lo, lower economic, powerful markets. Um, I suspect we're still going to see that. I think you're still going to find, you know, fifty to a hundred dollar gems. I hope so. From Seiko, available for, you know markets that don't have quite the spending power of the United States uh, consumer. With that said, I do really like what they're providing for the U.S. market. I'm with everybody else. You know, everybody and their mother is frustrated with Seiko's pricing as of late. Uh, You know, that new, uh, the new Sumo, right? 900 bucks or whatever. And the Sumo used to be what? Seven and a quarter? You know, I think even less than that. I think a few years ago, Seiko was four, uh, Sumo was 400 to 500 bucks. So, 
Um, Maybe they're just seeing the relevance that they've kind of generated in the market and are and people are willing to pay the price still. Yeah, they're I mean, developing they're not, it and, and there's no reason to to undersell themselves. No, if you can make more, make more. I was going to say this is America, but that, it's not so pertinent it's, to them. <laughs> so the Seiko warranty, obviously, uh, this is a sort of tuna shrouded, uh, anadigi, made famous by, uh, well, made famous in part by that that Austrian Californian governor uh, that we all know and love uh, by way of the movie Predator. Predator? I was thinking Daddy Day Camp. Or no, 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 <laughs> not Daddy Daycare. That was... Uh... All right, you're done. You're done. Number three. Number three. Uh, the Seiko 5KX. And I think this falls onto our list, not necessarily in our favorites, but in a extra notable category. Yeah, I mean, it won't surprise anyone to say this is the watch that both of us were sort of lamenting being on the list prior to starting, prior yeah. to going into the list. But... but I don't think we can deny the fact that this is a huge shift from Seiko. This is a big player in the affordable watch game. And I think, obviously, this is designed to replace the SKX. I don't think it can. And I don't know if Seiko cares that it will. And I'm kind of okay with it. I like the options that are coming out of it. It's not an SKX. It's an affordable dive styled watch it's not the pro diver you're going to get out of the skx you're not there there are very few options left in the market of prospect dive watches that are as affordable as the skx was but this isn't what it's going for this is meant to be a, a fashion watch yeah and yeah. i think that's really made evident in all the colorways and all the designs that are coming out of it and and that's that's the market they're aiming to yeah you, you know and, and i think that that's a reasonable shift for them right mm -hmm. Uh, w with this watch, uh, it it's going to maintain. You know, I'm wearing my SKX today, actually, um, it, and I was I remarked several times. You know, remarked to myself several times throughout the day how much I love this watch. We talked about this last week when my in my collection inspection, but um, you know, I'm just so enamored by this watch. I'm really enamored by the way it wears on my wrist. Mm -hmm. uh, it wears smaller than the 42 millimeter dimension would suggest. Because um, that short lug length. That's right. It, it also wears significantly taller mm -hmm. than, than you might expect. Uh, but because of the package, because of the integration of the package, and I know you had suggested that maybe the bezel and the case don't integrate all that well, and, and I tend to disagree, but that that's, um, I think, maybe part of the beauty of the watch, right, is mm -hmm. it's... Um, the thing it does just, in my mind, the lines just work. They just freaking work. And this does exactly the same thing, right? Yeah, aesthetically, it's it's a virtually identical watch, but they've added a whole mess of fashion options in lieu of functionality. Yeah, that's right. So, you, you know, for most people uh, who who listen to, to listen to this show, I assume that part of the reason the SKX is the icon it is, is because A, like, like just as discussed, it just wears so well. Mm -hmm. It's just this wonderfully wearing, um, not overly large, just compact and attractive watch. But on the other hand, it's this serious, no shit, yeah. screw down crown, legitimate dive watch. 
And so I'm wearing a thing that looks good. Oh, yeah, you like this? It looks good? Yeah. Also, this is a legit ISO certified dive watch that, you know, are you going to take your pants off now? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just fell through the floor. We lose a portion of that here. Now we've just got an attractive watch, an attractive fashion watch. So, hey. Mm-hmm. With that said, super notable. Yeah, super notable. And I'm, I'll probably end up with one. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I don't think they're cheap, which that's the thing that frustrates me. It feels like well, they're make not, this thing 150 bucks. No, they're going to be two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I, I heard someone talking about the green version of this. It looks so dumb. This week. I hate it. Uh, and, and they were like talking about it skin. happily. It's funny that you say that because I, I couldn't ref- I couldn't figure out what this thing reminded me of. Um. And then it just it just struck me. I had to look it up, but it reminds me of the Mortal Kombat character Reptile. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's gonna be its nickname. It's Reptile, the right. Seiko Reptile. So Seiko Five KX. I think we're both sort of on board, uh, reluctantly and perhaps a little bit uh, disappointingly on board. Right? Tolerant is maybe a better way to put it. Next up, Orient oh, Kamasu. Yeah. We're into we're into some Orient drops. Orient. Kamasu. The Kamasu. So this is the follow-up to the Orient. I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna editorialize here. Uh I I think this is the follow-up and the next version of the Orient Mako Ray line. I don't think that's a reach. I think they want it to be. I don't think it's gonna I don't think it'll get the traction that they need it to because it's too big. It's the same size. I thought this was the four oh no, it's the Canoe. The canoe was the canoe. Yeah, it's the forty-four. The Kamasu yeah. is the one that's virtually identical. This one joins the family, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and, and frankly, I think that it sort of bridges the gap between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of standard dive, standard dive markers. Um, but yeah, this is, I think, one of the most notable releases of the year. Not necessarily because it's doing anything new, but just because it's a bit of orient doing what orient does well which is to take their existing designs Mm -hmm. tweak them in a way that gives the people what they want right well and and i think you said it really well when you said it bridges between the the ray and the mako and it brings a lot of it brings all that that skin diver dress diver feel changes it just a little bit for people who don't want uh who don't want numerals for people who want just really really basic markers you're not going to get dots you're not going to get numbers you're going to get a really attractive dial and you're going to keep the size package that you want mm-hmm. it i mean they've now they've now grabbed the entirety entire spectrum of consumers looking for a relatively small attractive dress diver mm-hmm. watch yeah i think that's right you know um I think that's right. You, you know, I really like what Orient's done with the Mako Ray line. Uh, you, you know, in contrast to the SKX, where we're, we're going to not change a fucking thing for 20 plus years uh, and just give you the same hunk of junk that we've always given you because you're going to buy it anyway. Uh, Orient has continued to improve this. You know, I think mm-hmm. we're on. Um, three different versions or perhaps four different versions of the Mako Ray. Third so Orient, yeah. Mako 1, Mako 2, and then USA, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then with this, 
we've got the fourth sort of iteration mm-hmm. of that line. But but every step of the way, they've improved it. You know, they got rid of the wart, uh, w- which I kind of like the wart. Yeah. Um, but they got rid of the wart, and then they, um, you know, with the USA, they made the unlink solid and added sapphire. This is sort of that next that next iteration. You've got the better movement, um, but still, it's the same watch, right? Mm-hmm. They they show that hey, we can release the same watch, and we can improve on it. I, you, I like the handset they've used in this too, better I than they it. than they than the Mako handset. It's sort of a a. <laughs> Uh, uh, Japanese broad arrow. Yeah, kind of like a, just a touch sportier than swords. I I like that. And you've got your Mako. Actually, when on you today, walked, yeah. you know, you walked in today, and I was like, God damn, that thing looks good. I on love the, this watch. Uh, looks good on the silicone, the elite silicone, and I haven't had it off it in months. I love that that strap on on the Mako. That bezel is still really tight. It's. I don't think it's ever going to loosen. I play with it a lot. It's a good watch, man. The bezel looks good. I have not always loved the Mako bezel. I like the Mako bezel more than the Ray bezel. Mm-hmm. Um, something about that font just seems super generic. You, you know, Seiko also, the SKX also has a very generic font on the bezel, but I find it to be a, have a little bit more personality. I think it's by design because it's such a tool watch look. What I don't like about this bezel is I don't like how polished the depressions are. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like jewel encrusted. Yeah. And I, I, I could go for it just a little bit softer. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. So, yeah. Orient Kamasu. I, I'm afraid that we, we probably owe it more time than we've given it. Uh, but, you but know, we got to keep power through here. On a premium. Yeah. So, another Orient. Another Orient. And this, yeah. this suggestion came straight from you because this is sort of this is This your is one, deal. one that I talked about that I am excited by. I'm glad to see orient innovating i'm glad to see them not doing what orient's super good at which is just tweaking what they have already out making those minor changes and even though i love those minor changes i want to see some new releases from time to time and this sk diver the the yeah sk diver retro Mm -hmm. is what i was hoping to see but the problem is they oriented it and they did they oriented it yeah they did everything right but (laughs) But the water resistance isn't right. The, this, right. the design on this is amazing. It's got all those really classic 70s stylings that you want. And I think that's that's going to be a big influence next year, too. But please don't wear it while brewing coffee. <clears throat> yeah. No, because don't, the don't steam even. From the... Don't even look at water when you're wearing this watch. <laughs> What's the water resistance on this? Is it 30? 30 meters. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, and it's, you know, that's probably it's 50, fine. But you, no, no, no. But you can't, you can't call it a diver. That's 50 meters. At, at 50 meters. You can't call it a diver south of 100. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. And that's bothersome to me. But everything else about this watch, I really like. And I'm excited to see next year's kind of 70s inspired and 70s styled watches coming out. Because I love the lines of those watches. I love the color schemes. I mean, this is a bizarro burgundy stripe from the 12 to 6 that kind of melts out into black and the rest of the dial it's got gold it's got white it's it's a mess but it still looks really good you you know from my for my take i think that this is just a touch 270s i like it i want it i wish they could have pulled back on maybe just one or two dial element because i actually really like the case i think the case is fine 
I wish they could have pulled back on maybe one dial element to make it a little bit more modern. I think if it was me, so there's... I go solid color dial, and then that solves the problem. You keep uh, everything right. else, you just keep an all-black dial, or even an all-merlot like, like colored dial. I think there are one, two, three dial border rings yep. uh, and, and around the dial, and the third one is sort of a half ring. I if well, it's it, a dive timer. I would take away that third, that innermost ring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. And just go straight dial on that. So mm-hmm. then you've got the big sort of dive bezel. You've got the inner minute counter, and then you've got just a nice dial. Uh, that's so subjective, right? Mm-hmm. That's so subjective. But for me, this is just a touch two seventies. Perhaps get rid of the the thirty minute white segment on the outermost dial. Uh, that's something the timer. like that's that. That's the internal. I know. That's the rotating timer. I that's, know. I know. That's well, the only thing about this watch that makes it a dive watch. <laughs> so just get rid of it and make it look nice. Just just get rid of it and call it the SK dive or SK retro, and it, then perfect. Yeah. Boom, we're good. It's got a little too much for me. It's just got a touch too much going on. Uh, and and I could have done without some of the uh some of the ornamentation. I really dig the Pac Man markers at the hours. Though. I don't think they're Pac Man. I think that's just the way the light the is light. hitting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bummer. I was hoping that they were actually Pac-Man. Because, well, you know, when you're looking at this, so we're looking at the Amazon listing for this, and it looks, when you look at this, it's got some rivets on the face of it, and it looks like the oh, left yeah. rivets are solid, but the right rivets are hollow, and that is not the case, because then when you go to the side profile, you can see that they're solid. So it's just the way the light's hitting. Damn. Wah, wah. Okay, next watch, and this is, Ugh. I think it, emotionally my favorite i suspect it's it was on my be list there for you as well yeah it's one of them uh you, you know we we struggled <laughs> we struggled when we made these lists because there is this gap of time at the end of every year so like right now there are yeah. probably about 15 watches that we would have liked to talk about that get released in 10 days they get released at yeah. after the first that are you know set to ship January. We just made the decision we're not going to talk about those. So uh, sorry, I have to wait till next year. Traska Summitier, sorry, various uh, releases from companies. Laurier Gemini, right? Various watches that we think are super cool. We're not going to talk about those today. But what that does mean is that we get to talk about what is probably the coolest watch actually released in people's hands mm-hmm. in 2019. Yeah. I mean, is it okay for us to say this is the coolest? I think. This is the best of the bunch, right? I think so. This is the winner. I, yeah. EMG Nemo. Yeah. Ed Say. Eric. Our man Chico LeBron's from Scotland. EMG. The Nemo Diver. This is it, guys. I, I, I have no reservations. If you don't have one, <laughs> fucking get one because holy shit. They're you can cool. get yellow less than new for 390 money right now. 450 bucks for the whole collection. Everything's still available. Not the whole get. collection. No, 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 no. 450 bucks for each of the colorways. Yes, that's right. That's an important distinction yeah. to make. <laughs> you don't get all of them. Yeah. 450 bucks for any of the watches in the collection. Yeah. So you've got the uh, you've got the denim blue. Mm-hmm. The you've white. Got the, you've got the white, which I think is maybe a dark horse, a dark horse sexiest Nemo. I really like the Bubba Fett. Bubba Fett, man. That's yep. my favorite, too. And I've told Eric that a couple times. Yep. Bubba Fett's my favorite. You've got the all black, which, holy fuck. Mm-hmm. 
super, super hot. And the yellow, I did not expect to like as much as I did. You know, that blue chapter ring on the yep, yellow. That's the one that does it. Papayo. I'm typically not one to think I could do bright color watch dials. That watch changed my mind. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, this is, it, you know, it, it's not a, it's not, I'm about to compare it to an orange Doxa. It's mm. not an orange Doxa. Nope. An orange Doxa is a thing. It's an orange Doxa. Uh, but I think a yellow Nemo has that same sort of like, it shouldn't work. But it does, especially with that, with that baby blue chapter ring. Yeah. Come on. This is a sexy, sexy watch. The size is perfect in every dimension. The size is perfect. It feels so good on the wrist. This is, this is money. You, you know, the reason I sort of um, hesitated to put this on the list, and I had to really make sure I knew the dates. I couldn't find the date otherwise, because I was like, we had it in January, and we had the press model. So that yeah. means it wasn't out yet, and it had to have shipped in like March. Like, Well, the reason I sort of doubted myself is because in Two Broke Watch Snobs, yes. uh, best of 2018, yeah. They declared that this was the best Jubilee bracelet mm -hmm. of 2018. Uh, and so I thought, well, could this possibly be the best watch of 2018, 2019? But they, they did what we refused to do, which was start talking about a 2020 watch in 2019. But you that's know, right. back here. That's right. So, I mean, there's multiple, right? It's like sometimes when you watch the Oscars, you're like, that movie's been out for a decade. Or when you watch the uh, the Grammys, and you're like, that artist has been an artist. Like, I've known of them for the last 10 years. And they <laughs> best won new best artist, new artist. My yeah. Ass. Yeah. Like They're 75 years old. Yeah. They have 35 albums out. Yeah, they well, have a Grammy. That's like when Chance the Rapper won Best New yeah. Artist. So yeah. I'm like, I've been listening to Chance for years. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so this is, this is the Chance the Rapper uh, of the 2019 awards season. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, for sure, that, that, Jubilee, that Jubilee bracelet is phenomenal almost worth the price of the watch i know that because i have the emperor which mm -hmm. is again for all of you that don't know the emperor diver is the granddaddy the uh cousin. the cousin i would say i would say the granddaddy or perhaps just the daddy of the nemo but without the emperor diver project there is no nemo but emg totally knocked it out of the park how about without the nemo there's no emperor I think it's backwards, right? The the Emperor was created as a foreign project watch, and then when they struggled to get the MOQ numbers, Ed and Eric and Derek got together and said... They they exist because of each other, though, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's a One would not be without the other. A symbiotic relationship. Very. Which is why right. I say cousins. Like, uh, not like Spawn. No. Not like Todd McFarlane's Spawn, no. but like that Venom. other... Like that other guy. Venom. <laughs> All right, next up, the Laurier Falcon. Yep. Laurier. 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 They got a really cool one coming out in 2020. They do, but we'll talk, we're going we're gonna to reserve our discussions on the Gemini. Gemini? I'm going to say Gemini. Buzz Aldrin says Gemini. We're going to reserve our Gemini discussions and talk instead about the Falcon. Mm-hmm. I am going to, now I considered when I wrote this down, writing down um, Falcon slash Hydra, mm -hmm. but I want to actually just talk about the Falcon. This is one of my absolute all-time favorite watches. There, There is no watch that I don't own that has been on the cusp of purchase for me. I have almost bought this watch so many times that when I finally went to buy this watch, they were out of stock for the year. So that was a sign. I took it as a sign and in 2020 when 
in January when they come back in. That'll be my my first watch of the year, I think. But I absolutely love this watch. I, it, for me, was one of the first dress sport watches of the year. It, it, I, don't, it, I won't say it began the trend because it wasn't because of this watch that everyone else dropped one. No, but, it was because of us that yeah, everybody dropped no, that's one. That's true. That's true. We were the hot take. What I will say is that this was one of the first to market within that trend. And it hits every single benchmark you want to see out of that style of watch. The size is right. The styling's right. It has just enough texture on the dial to be sporty and fun and sexy. And I don't like the dial. I, I like the depth that the but so I like the depth that the that the dial gives. I like the texture that the dial gives, but it does take away from the dress nature of the dress sport watch. Give I me think, a, give me a micro texture or a matte finish or a glossy finish for fuck's sake. I don't like the dial. I would like it more with any of the dials you just described. But I like what they've decided to do. And if you don't like this dial, go Neptune, go Hydra, you're going to get a dive bezel. Tragedy. Yeah. I I dig this watch. I also dig the gold version. I'd never wear it, but I like the gold version. So 39 millimeters by 20 millimeters. Yep. I mean, this thing gets almost a perfect score on the 40 and 20 rubric. I don't know how the loom is. Uh, I think the loom is fantastic. It's. B- I would, Im- G- I would imagine 4, it's probably pretty good. Uh, the only place that I'm going to. Super Luminova yeah. BGW9. The reason that this didn't make our best objectively best watches just because of the price it's a little bit too expensive mm-hmm. to have made that list but if we make a list of sub 500 oh this this probably wins i think it wins the only watch i can think of that might beat it it maybe the nemo would beat it uh and the, i think the sarb would probably win out again yeah, but I think it'd be, it'd I mean, be the this, closest competitor to the Sarb, I think. The Sarb is going to be really close, but goddamn. This thing, I love the the polish on the chamfers. Um drilled lugs, like just what like as sporty as a sporty watch can get and and just a hair below the dress level of a Sarb. You, you know, it's got the the clasp has push buttons on the side of it. Uh everything's a finish to just a perfect level. The lasered uh, chevrons in the buckle. So we're going to give some direct feedback to Laurier. Give me a plain bezel. Put put a Hydra or a dial. Neptune dial. Yeah, not put a, put a Hydra or a Neptune dial in my or in my Falcon and send it to me, please. Thank you. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I think if you're going to make another criticism, and the only other criticism I could make for this watch are the indicators, uh, indicators, indices, indices. Yeah, indicators. Hello. <laughs> Do we talk about watches? No. The indices are just a touch They're long. long. They're long. They're a touch long. Uh, but that minute hand goes right out to the end of them. I could also... <laughs> the the Okay, so... I was like, did you just die? Are can, you broken? Can we pick this watch apart? Because I've just, for the first time, seen something that also bugs me. Uh-oh. The, the hour hand bugs me. The hour hand? The hour hand bugs me. The hour hand looks like a middle-aged man. Sort of pudgy in the middle. I was going to say Mrs. Butterworth, but... Okay. <laughs> no, I like that handset. 
It, I think they could they could probably do better, but I like that handset. It fits it fits all the rest of of the styling, and they clearly went with that arrow marker because it's so perfectly like. Uh, I don't think it perfectly does anything. No, no, no. The, the word I'm looking for is contradicts, but that's not quite the right word. It I imagine when it's in the twelve position, it creates a perfect diamond with their inverted chevrons and their marker. You contradict. All right, next. Next. That was a terrible insult. I feel like you could do a lot better. And I'm disappointed <laughs> in you. All right. I got to make sure that we're right. Okay. Kamasu Nemo. Okay. Uh, I haven't pulled this up, so give me just one second. Uh, but you can start talking while I type. I can't read what it is. It's oh. The Notice Duality. Yeah. So this is a brand that we love. Everyone loves this, this brand. And we have been fortunate to handle a lot of their watches each one as good as the last. And that was problematic for me because it, it sort of created this uh, scenario where um, I was ready to um, sell my children <laughs> uh, to, to start funding this, uh, this obsession. And this watch lives up to everything else Notice has produced. Well, to be fair, we haven't seen it in the flesh. I don't think we have to. Those Fuckers haven't sent us one to look at. Well, if you call them fuckers, they probably won't. I like them. Hey, guys. <laughs> send us five. <clears throat> Expect two back, though. Hey, Wes and Cullen, we really like that's, you. That's the thing. Also, fuckers. <laughs> we can't promise that you'll get them all back, which is why you should send five. So the Duality is the latest watch from Notice. It's their most expensive watch. It's probably also their most complex watch in terms it, of what it does. And to say it's their most expensive watch, I think is uh, it's important to note. It's only 700 money. Yeah. And these watches, I feel like, have the quality of design, the quality of craftsmanship that warrant a $1,000 price tag. Well, and you know, Notice has done a really good job of sort of gauging where they lie in the market, where they mm -hmm. live in that market, and, and, and pricing their watches, R&Ding their watches, and then pricing their watches at a level that's going to... Uh, allow them to sustain their growth. So mm -hmm. I, I suspect that moving forward, we're going to see Notice live in this sort of seven hundred to eleven hundred dollar range. They haven't they haven't gotten there with the eleven hundred dollar watch, and they will. So now is the time to buy Notice yes. watches. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> that's right. You, you know, because in five years we're not going to be able to afford them. What do we love? We love obviously aesthetics. The aesthetics yep. are great. Uh, forty by twenty. Yep. Forty and the twenty. The polish on this case is off the fucking hook. Yeah. I love this case. I it, it this looks like a tuxedo watch to me. It's not. It's not. No, it's not. But it looks like a watch that ought to be worn under a tuxedo. It's such crisp colors, just a touch of blue. Like every it's so all black and white, stainless and then that 12 o'clock inverted triangle with that just slightly blue outline. Can we can we talk about something? Please. Are, have you ever been diagnosed with colorblindness? It's blue. <laughs> it's totally fucking green. <laughs> on both versions, it's green. No, man, that's blue. It, well, I guess it's blue on the white. Uh, it's the same fucking color. No, it's green on the black. Well, apparently I have a medical <laughs> issue that I wasn't aware of. That shit's blue. <laughs> it's blue on... I, I agree with you. It's blue on the white. It's green on the black. Whatever, doesn't matter. Let's continue. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so 
the marketing on this one, the marketing on this one, I think is a little, listen, I'm not going to put a pejorative on, but I think that they've marketed this thing a little bit more creatively than they have with prior watches. So um, built for both the thinker and the doer. That's us. The duality channels, the dualistic nature of life. All good things come in twos, and the duality is no exception. Two crowns, two colors, and two bezel options. The duality can fulfill a multitude of needs. Uh, all right. I, I don't actually feel inclined to criticize them here, uh, but... I, I don't know who they're marketing think, to. I, I also think that the marketing is a little... Uh, it, it, it's just a little creative for my take. Yeah, I don't know who they're marketing to. Just say, they, look at this watch. Buy this watch. Right. You you know, and so, right, they've done a 60-minute bezel and a 12-hour bezel, depending on what you want. They've got the two crowns, which rotate the inner rotating bezel, uh, you know, one of which ro- controls the the Miyota 9015, yep. which is a fucking killer movement. We love it. We'll never talk, say enough good things about it. Um, uh, I think that the most important thing about this watch, and hear me out, hear me out. I think that the most important thing about this watch is it indicates uh, that these guys, Wes and Colin, are really dedicated to improving on what they do. And and I think that that is evident most in the the end links on this. One of the things that we discussed the last time we talked about Notice, and I think it was on the episode that we talked about Notice, uh, the three watches that we had from MGM Mays uh, was that they consistently, notice consistently missed on their end links. Mm-hmm. And, and it was always the most significant thing. It's like, this watch is fucking amazing, but the end link integration is weird. Yeah, just a, just enough of a miss. You're like, this isn't this is on purpose, but why? Right. Or, or Jesus, I hope it's on purpose. Right. So so here they've made these. It, it's an H-Link bracelet, which we're fans of. I, I At least I'm a fan of it. Or, and they're coming back and growing in popularity. I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I think that it's a nice it's a nice alternative to us to an oyster. Because mm-hmm. um, oysters were the thing for a long time. And, well, and I think oysters are going to be the thing for forever and ever. But and I'd like then. to see some diversity in the in the bracelet market. That's right. That's right. So it's an H-Link bracelet and the end link appears on the computer screen in relatively decent resolution to be flush flush executed perfectly. So you, you know, you can tell notice is listening to our podcast. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> and just listening to general popular opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um I'd love to talk about this watch more. We're, These are super long uh crowns though. The crowns are are sort of uh I a, like that. A bit of a protuberance. <laughs> Yeah, that's the word you chose, huh? <laughs> are you are you are you upset with that word? Choice? No, I just I that was an interesting choice of words. <laughs> Protrudence, maybe protuberance. Yeah. I, I don't know. You, you okay. know, I, I like the choice of the knurling with the polished ends, but yeah, they're a little big. I don't think it would be a problem, especially. No, I wasn't saying it as like a as a derogatory. I was saying it as like I I like that design that design idea. Yeah. And and they're at two and four, which I think is pretty cool. And they'd be uh, really easy to manipulate. They look good. They look good. I, I do not like these I do not like these crowns as much as I like the crown on the on the Falcon or the Neptune. Excuse oh, me. I, I concur. Also, uh, as I've turned my head fully around the screen, it is a green 
triangle on the <laughs> You're hot. The problem is the angle that I look at things. The col- <laughs> the, the color that, that's my fault. is distorted. That's that's totally my fault. What a 90 degree angle to this computer. So the next watch, Matt Hranick, mm-hmm. author of A Man and His Watch, uh, got together with some guys and released a watch a watch with a brand called Serica. I could do without the animation on the website. Yeah. I don't need the story. The the website's a little a, a little intense and even if you even if you select English when you go it still takes you to the web, French website. Uh okay, whatever. So, the Serica watch, the www or the wrist watch waterproof uh Probably, probably one of my top two or three favorite watches of the year. Uh, I think I'm going to have to buy this. And, and in fact, I said that early, early on. There was a few watches that were that were attracting my attention: the Traska Summiteer, mm-hmm. um, the Atra watch, mm-hmm. this watch. So I think Atra has, watch has been shelved. Oh, they didn't meet the goal. I don't know if it was a goal meeting thing. I think there was a production issue. Um, but I know Atra Watch, or I suspect, or or I think, or I believe Atra Watch has been shelved. Um, the Traska Summiteer is still coming out, and, and I think that's an incredible watch. However, this watch. That's a high beat. I like that. This Serica WWW has really, this is the, they call it the WM Brown edition. It's um, $540,000. It is five hundred and forty dollars. Oh. It is five hundred and forty dollars. That's a, a European. I know. Comma. Also, the dollar signs on the wrong side. Okay, <laughs> that was what really gave it away for me. Uh, gosh, it's, I just freaking love this thing, man. All commas are the same, man. European and American comma looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know, no bracelet. I, I kind of wish this thing came on a bracelet, but I but I understand why it doesn't. I mean, it's a it's a field watch. It's the, a like a field pilot. Right. It. It belongs on leather, maybe it, nylon, but you, you know, with as much polish as it has, though, I don't know that you can call it a field watch. Um, it, it's it's clearly going after a, a vintage vibe, right? The mm-hmm. acronym was used to define watches created for the British Army in 1945. The functional approach gave yada yada yada. Uh, so this is clearly sort of hearkening back to mid-century mid-20th century design and and military cues it also looks really british and i don't know Mm -hmm. what about it Mm -hmm. like what what is telling me that this is a british watch but it it looks like a british watch to me yeah it's kind of got that it's kind of got that british field watch feel Mm -hmm. uh 37 37 37.8 millimeters can come in right at about 38 um i think this watch is just totally incredible and beautiful a, and at five hundred and forty dollars, I, I want it. What's the movement? Uh, I want to say it is a Miota. At oh no, twenty eight oh one. At a twenty eight oh one or Salita. Tw- is this that one that you? Ooh, sorry. Ooh. is this that one that you buy and you get whichever movement? I think that's it. Yep. Yeah, you, we you talked get, about this, and you get you get one of those two movements. That that's right. And you don't really get to choose. No, I don't like that. I'm fine with it. I think it. I do. I, I I I don't like it. It it's like going into a tattoo shop on their $25 day and you pull out a tattoo out of a brown bag and go, America. <laughs> That's what I did just this last week. You pulled out a, a, a I went and got a tattoo and I just sort of pulled drew out it a out flash of the out of the bag. Yeah. I always wanted to do that and I will do that. Because like for a $25 tattoo, like to get something, I think that'd be just kind of a fun like 
Like, oh yeah, no, I drew that out of a bag. Get it on your forehead. Where else would you get a tattoo? <laughs> I saw a guy today, half his, ta- his his head was tattooed, like half of it. So the guy who did my tattoo, the guy who did my tattoo, who's fantastic, met him bowling. That's a serious story. That's a true story. I, and when we were looking at furniture today, I we drove by Emerald Lanes. I was like, oh, Everett Bowl's there. She looked at me and I was like, oh, I guess I haven't told you this. Yeah, Everett Bowl's there a couple days a week at lunch. And she starts laughing and kind of making fun of you. Wait, what time did you drive by? Would have been like 2 30 oh no it would have been around lunchtime i was literally in the building bowling at the time i bowled from about 11 30 to 12 45 1 oh you were there then yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you were 100 there literally in the building um bowling. so i told her you were you were bowling nowadays and she's <laughs> she's laughing and making fun of you and i said oh there's more if you're gonna make fun of him uh he's getting lessons because the pro walked up to him and said, hey, man, do you want to learn how to actually bowl? And she starts laughing and making fun of you some more. And I said, wait, there's more to make fun of. <laughs> the uh, stringent activity has aggravated his bowling hand arthritis. And that like almost put her over the edge. She she almost lost it. All these things are true, and yet I feel like it's unfair for you to make fun of me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. As we were saying, I don't dig that you don't get to pick the movement. I think if you could do a drop down, I want this movement, I want this movement, I'd be way more inclined to that. I'm but a, do you care? No. At a 2801 or SW210, do you care? I don't, but I want to pick. And I think that that's their opinion. We don't care. These movements are the same. But then you're going to have to crack open your watch and realize what movement you have. <laughs> so I, I dig that, this watch a lot, though. I think this is my first purchase of 2020. <clears throat> What if do you think about come, that? If the Sarb comes down on the Amazon or comes down in price at all, that'll be my first purchase. Do you think that we could talk Matt Hranick into coming on the show? Probably not. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't blame him either. All right. Next up, a fellow who did come on the show. Yeah. Eric from Good Speed Watches with their, uh, not initial release, but their initial release to make it to market, the Sonoma. Yeah. When did he ship? Uh, I think that they've been shipping now for a few months, um, a month maybe. Uh, but this, I loved this watch. Yes, yes, loved this watch. Yes, uh, you, you know, I, I love the fact that he saw an opportunity to capitalize on a few different markets. And I say capitalize; it sounds like a pejorative, and I and I don't mean intend it that way at all. Uh, but he found an opportunity to provide watches for multiple markets. Mm-hmm. I'm going to provide a quartz. I'm going to provide a quartz chronograph. I'm also going to provide a mechanical chronograph. And I love that. I, I I think that's really important in the micro world to provide people options because you're going to get people like us who are one day good with spending 350 to $500 on a watch, maybe more. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later are good to spend 200 bucks on a watch maybe yeah. at the most. And you can capture both those markets and you can, you can capture people who want to buy your watch, but it's out of their price range. It's just unrealistic for them and still get something to that consumer, still yeah. create a, an experience for that person who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford it. I, I absolutely love that. I love that marketing strategy and I love that that's part of the culture of that company. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, uh, Eric was a super fun guest uh, you can tell when you talk to him how intense he is yeah. about what he's providing mm-hmm. to the market. 
and, and, I, and I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, he's just really very intense about the product and what he's providing. Um, and that's really cool. You can see that. Uh, you can see that in, in the results of his watch. I was super pumped. He, I think he went live with these right before, oh, or right after we yeah, published he went our live. episode. Yeah, I and, remember that. And I think he had met his mark within, I don't know, 12 hours, something like that. I love that. Um, really exciting to see. You know, obviously, if you if you listen to that Goodspeed episode, or if you didn't listen to the Goodspeed episode, go back and listen to it, because he's great. Um, but if you listen to the episode, you can feel almost a palpable tension uh, in the idea that the petrol, his his initial mm-hmm. his initial uh, iteration of a watch, uh, you, you know, we asked him about it, and you could just you could just feel. I mean, literally feel mm-hmm. the tension related to that. And, and and I'm doing this thing again. Here I am going again. I've got a different watch. I've tried to address some of the issues. I'm I'm hammering it. Uh but oh my fucking god, what if I do this again and it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. So glad to see this thing go. And um, I love too how unapologetic he was about the um kind of seeming uh contradictions in his design with the chronograph and the GMT bezel. It's like I like it. Yeah. What do, you, what do you want? Like yeah. that's what I liked. <laughs> People right. typically liked it. What like what are you asking? I I loved that. It, yeah. It's like I'm making a watch for me and if other people want to buy it, cool. I love that. And and so he's just recently in the last week or two announced also <clears throat> a gilt version, a fully gilt version of his watch and I I think I'm going to buy one of these. That's sexy. Uh yeah, yeah I'm going to buy one of these with the Seagull mechanical version. All gold. Uh black bezel, black dial. <laughs> white markers i'm buying this thing it's because it's the only one with not vintage loom i think so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i think so i fucking love it so uh yeah yeah a- anything got- else you want to say about the sonoma i think we got to keep rocking man i almost picked this watch too next up is the dan henry 1962 you know i i look at this and i uh I think also about like the the DL sixty three that really classically styled the racing G chrono- or yeah. the yeah sure that really classically styled racing chronograph and and this was another watch that I looked at for but I couldn't I couldn't remember when it got released I couldn't remember if it was late last year or early this year I think this was mid twenty nineteen so this comes on the tail of the nineteen seventy two and the nineteen sixty four were the twenty eighteen releases for Dan Henry mm-hmm. this was the sort of uh, follow up their 2019 release. Uh, you know, this I, is another dude that I absolutely, that, that his passion for creating quality watches for discerning consumers is inspiring. This guy drops only affordable watches styled after totally unattainable watches. And I love that. Yeah. He's, he's our kind of watch guy. He, he is. Like Dan he, Henry exists for us. That's right. You know, we've got to get this guy on the show sometime. And we've, I've talked to him a number of times about coming on the show. Um, and and I think it'll happen someday, actually, you know, unlike Matt Hranick. Yeah. I think we'll actually get Dan on the show someday. Um, but yeah, everything he comes out with has something, has something to appeal to our people. Now, I will say, I will say, I, I love this watch. 
I love this watch. But I think this is probably the least exciting release from Dan in a couple of years. I think both the 72 and the 64 were more exciting than this. Although I don't think either one of them is as wearable as this. No, I agree. This is a this is an everyday watch. Totally is. The size on it is what's the size on it? Uh 39 millimeters. Yeah. 20 uh, millimeter lugs. Yeah. Go ahead and go yep. ahead and just scroll. Well, on so down. he oftentimes releases a couple sizes. And that's one of the things that I also really like. Like his uh his dive watch that comes in 39 and 44 or mm-hmm. 40 and 44. I love the options because it's it's not that big of a difference for the manufacturer, but providing those options to consumers because watches are such a personal thing. Like pants don't all just come in one size because that would be bad. Like there would be dudes who didn't wear pants and, and there'd be dudes who couldn't wear pants because they all came in one size. <laughs> Presenting some options to your consumers is important. Yeah. And I, I dig that he's, he's one of those companies that, that does that. And I agree, this is a little bit of a vanilla watch, but this is the right kind of vanilla. This is like that home-churned, real vanilla bean watch. Yeah. There's something special about that that vanilla ice cream that grandma made in the in the bucket that she had to crank by hand and pour the rock salt in, you know? <laughs> so Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're you're totally right. You're totally right. And it's 260 bucks. It, it, yeah. It, you know, we talk, we've talked at length on the show about the SSB031, the mm-hmm. Seiko Mecha Quartz. So this is a Mecha Quartz. 39 BK64, by 64, right? VK63 yeah. in this, yeah. Oh, okay. No date. Uh, uh, although there oh, is yeah. a date on some of these. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so this is a... Yeah, so it's got to be the 64. A, a Mecha Quartz. Um, you get some color options. You've got a panda. You've got an evil panda. And you've got, I think, the star of the show. Oh, really? The blue on blue. I don't like the blue strap. Uh, I, I mean, whatever. You're going to change the fucking strap anyway, right? Maybe. Yeah. yeah you're it, gonna... it deserves to be on a racing strap. It does. It, you, you know, that's the, the I think if you're going to criticize Dan's release here, you say, well, give me a rally strap, Dan. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Give me flat leather. Come right. on, do better. <laughs> do better, you, you Dan. Know, blue on rally. I could do. Yeah. You, you know, even this this exact blue strap, that sort of uh, uh, pebble grain blue, I think would be killer with a with a rally. And, and certainly you could get and punch it. And if, all in a hammer. You can solve that problem. Right. 20 right. minutes. Right. <laughs> I, it's I mean, not gonna look good though. I just think this thing is epic. You know, I I, I don't think no, that's not right because I don't think it's epic. They look like padded leather. They do look like nice straps. I think it's just perfectly simple. Two hundred and sixty bucks, Mecca Quartz, boutique brand, hundred meters, hundred meters of water resistance. Totally freaking dope. You don't have to click on it. You can just keep keep going down. Oh, oh, 50 meters. Womp, womp. That's yeah, acceptable. Yeah, you know, a, Dan, Dan's not a big... Dan Henry's uh, not huge on water resistance, with at least with his chronograph. So well, uh, That's not what they're designed for. That's right. That's right. Totally killer watch. Because if your car gets wet, you're in trouble. Totally killer watch. What, what do you think... Uh, what do you think of the lugs on this watch? I... Hmm... They almost look like they don't belong on this watch. They're so elegant against the kind of toolish, very, uh, uh-oh. You okay? 
Uh, they're super elegant and polished. And I think they stand out against the rest of the case. But I really like it. They're a super subtle kind of punching up in the styling of that watch that otherwise, if, if he had just done a even just a softer brushed or a little bit more angular lug or sharper lug, I, I think that it would have been truer to the design. But this just kind of, they're really soft, really highly polished. Looking for a close up here on them, but I I really dig the lugs. What why do you why do you ask? You know, uh the reason I bring it up, I, I think actually the lugs wind up being a they're little long. A little weird. They're sort of uh pseudo twisted. They're twisted. They're certainly yeah. twisted. Um, but the way he's the way he's done it, I feel like they wind up being a little bit featureless. Um and they kind of look like exhaust manifolds. Kind of, kind of rolling yeah. out like a like a two stroke, yeah, like a two stroke uh, enduro bike. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You, you know, uh, is the two and four o'clock bezel different sized? Excuse me. Are the 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 two o'clock bezel or not bezel the the crown at two and four? Are they different sizes? Uh, I or is don't, that my? I don't my think so. I can't that imagine. I'm at again? It, it must just be angle. Uh, I can't imagine. I don't know. Shit. Maybe I doubt it. Very very seriously. To have two different bezel yeah, sizes just or crown sizes. Um, you, you know, I, I don't... There's a couple things I don't love. The tachometer bezel, for my purposes, too generic. Give me some give me some flavor there. Um, what the... Do you want to add like a red 10 to 15? No, no. Do you want to no, like... What, no, what I, you... I think the color decisions are perfect. I, th- I actually do think the color decisions are perfect. I think that the font... I think that the font is just a tiny bit too basic for my purpose. Uh with that said, whatever, right? That's whatever. Um I don't love the markers on the subdials either. Uh and and that's again this thing's very vintage. Um and and I think this is a very small If I have to pick it apart, I don't like the I I like everything you said. I don't like the font on the subdials. Yeah, no, I mean really that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. I don't like the font on the subdials, don't like the font on the uh, on the tachometer's bezel. But uh other than that, gosh man. I, I love think the case backs that he cool. does. They're all so cool. You know, uh a really superior case back on, on Dan Henry watches. That's you, you know, it's a weird thing to say that's that's one of the crowning achievements of Dan Henry watches, right? Because who cares? Uh but the a level of attention and care into that case back engraving is always why he could get away with not and yeah he doesn't yeah even it, at this price i mean think of think of the of the price difference it makes in doing custom case backs like that he he's he's pushing up killer deals my favorite part about this watch is the crown for sure uh no yeah. doubt about it i think this is one of the coolest crowns on any watch i've ever seen I dig it. I think I think my next favorite crown after this is your um, Citizen uh, av- Avion. Yeah, really. I like the IWC Big Pilot. That's my favorite. Crown oh of well, all time. of course, right? We're, but that's fucking IWC, right? I don't have a more. Okay. I don't have three mortgage payments to. Uh, so yeah, I love this. Crown. Three mortgage payments or three mortgages. <laughs> uh, I dig it, man. I think I think he totally nailed this thing. Uh, it's not anything crazy. Uh, it's just a totally great killer chronograph watch. 
Yep. And I think if if for whatever reason, you know, we've talked about the SSB a hundred times on the show. Uh, if for whatever reason you look at that SSB 031 and you think, you know what? It's just not, I don't know what, not enough or there's something missing or it's too generic or I don't like the integration of the red because some people don't. Some people don't. I, I kind of don't. I think you're an idiot that this is a great choice. Uh, and in fact, the blue and orange. Give it to me. It doesn't get a lot more classic. than that. Yeah. Okay. Is this it? This is the last watch. This yes, is the it last is. watch. It is. We've made it. <laughs> We're here. We're here. So this is a watch by a company that we don't talk about all that often and perhaps unfairly so. Yeah, I, we probably shouldn't talk about them more, but I, I think the the reason that we don't talk about Baltic more is because they're a little bit expensive. They're a little bit expensive, and I think that there are watches that do very similar things at a lower price point. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, this watch, this watch, I think is very close to the Laurier line of watches. I immediately thought Neptune. Hydra, Neptune, mm-hmm. um, you, you know. Um, but Baltic, I think, goes the next step in terms of quality and detail refinement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the Baltic Aquascaf. Aquascaf. Scafe. Aquascafe. Bruschetta? Bruschetta. <laughs> <laughs> no, bullshit, man. <laughs> what a killer watch, man. What a killer watch. So I'm going to pull up the blue and gilt version Love of the watch. Tropic on it. Y- yeah. Love the Tropic. This is a watch that deserves to be on a Tropic, and the fact that they're sending it to you like that. Yeah. Yep. Y- yeah. Uh, y- y- you know, I, I don't know. Um, I-, I don't know that... If you're if you're looking for a watch that is going to be affordable and do a whole bunch of things, I don't know that this is maybe your first choice. Uh, uh, it can't be because not particularly affordable. Uh, that's right. That's right. So coming in at about six hundred and thirty-seven bucks right now, um, or fifty-seven thousand nine hundred and seventeen euro, five hundred and seventy-nine euro. Uh, I, I think that I think that what I am sort of hesitant about this watch in terms of pricing. I think it's more than justified in terms of what they're doing with it. Uh, there's a reason that we sort of held this thing on to last. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's... I think it's unfair to say that the reason we held on to this watch for last is just because of the price. Uh, because there's some other watches on our list that are that are similarly expensive. I think that the reason we held onto it for last is because this watch, unlike most of the other watches on our list, except for perhaps the Serica, uh, it is a really, truly premium watch, right? It's single purpose. I, I don't think this has the versatility of a lot, most even, of the other watches we've talked about. This is a pretty tool watch, like the Serica, Pretty, it, it it doesn't have the same versatility that the other watches we've talked about has. 
Well, tell me what you mean by that, because I, I sort of disagree. But I, I go just ahead. I don't think this has it has the right sizing, but I don't I don't see this having so the, thir- thirty nine and twenty yeah, again, w- again, which is just absolutely money. So it saves forty seven millimeters on the lug to lug. We're not looking at a, at a forty four or forty five mm-hmm. that that is really limiting, but I think just the. Um, I think the general design of this watch is very much in the way of the Hydra or the Neptune or the Serica and that it's it's not it it doesn't quite rise to the level of being a dressable watch. Mm-hmm. I I think it's it's much more of an afternoons, evenings, weekends watch. I don't know that you can wear this under a suit, especially with lightning bolt markers. Lightning bolt? Yeah, those are those are lightning bolts. No, <laughs> they're just they're just triangle markers. No, man, go back to it. No, you, you're just so looking it's all at the this. all the distortion in the picture. Uh, <laughs> man, this this angle on the screen makes me seem like a way bigger idiot. You're so stupid. I'm like I'm like this. I wish I was Silent Bob, but I, I think it just lacks some of the versatility in some of the watches that we've talked about. I think also this is a little bit on the price you're in. And though this is an exciting release, I don't think it's it's that unique of a release. This is kind of following trends that we've seen and is isn't changing a whole lot. Mm. It's just it's it's a watch that I'm excited about and I know I would love, but it's following design cues that are already out there. Yeah. You, you know, uh, so there's a couple things about this watch that I want to talk about because I think that I, I I think that they put this watch into sort of next level territory. So one, I wish the crystal wasn't so domed. Oh, it's so domed. I love it. It's too big. I love it. I love a box crystal. Uh, so 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 one, um, sapphire bezel, crystal, sapphire bezel, bezel. Bezel, yeah. So the bezel on this thing is sapphire, which is made to um, sort of uh, be an analog to a Bakelite crystal or a Bakelite bezel. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I wondered uh, how they got that texture uh, appearance on it. Yeah, so it's a sapphire-coated bezel. Uh, I I think that that's sexy. Um, It it looks good. With that said, I don't know what the durability of that is like and and what happens if you break it um what, what are you looking you're looking very intently at something i'm just looking at the way the dome distorts the <laughs> indices you're trying to justify your no it's your, an, it's intriguing you're being a stupid idiot yeah you're so stupid uh yeah yeah no it, it is a box it is a box sapphire um but but also but also sapphire in the bezel I think that's pretty cool. I, I'm a little bit reluctant to buy in. Um, I, I like the Bakelite appearance, but I, I'm a little bit reluctant to to think that that's actually a feasible, long-term, durable bezel option. So I, I say that. It sounds like I'm criticizing it. I'm not. I think it's really fucking cool. I, I love this watch a lot. But I I'm just... a little nervous about that. The, the other thing I really really like about this it's got a dope beads of rice bracelet mm-hmm. it looks money it's got a dope beads of, beads of rice bracelet Lice. the case back I can, is super cool uh but 
It's also got a bracelet that is intended to be worn with other watches in their line. So it's got a quick release spring bar system on the bracelet. And, And this is what they say. This beads of rice bracelet will also fit every Baltic watch and other watches in 20 millimeter width. You can buy it separately here. So they've done a thing. They've done a thing that I don't think I've ever heard of. This is something we talked about with Vero. We were talking about when they were going to drop a bracelet. They wanted to be able to make it integrate to all of their watches. How fucking cool is That's that? That's so dope. So if you buy any Baltic watch, you can put this Beads of Rice bracelet. Blah, blah, blah. This watch has changed. Why am I having trouble with Beads of Rice right now? I don't know. Could it be all the wild turkey? Could be. This so, I'm more excited about the bracelet than I am the watch. It, yeah, right. It, it's a pretty I've, neat. It's a pretty neat idea. I've been waiting, and and just yearning after a company to finally drop end links that are universal to their watches, so you can put any bracelet on their end link and put it in the watch. Because that's the limiting factor. The question is, why don't we see more of this? Because people it... are dicks. <laughs> Why is this not a thing? You you know, it, it occurs to me that one that one limiting factor probably drives this, which is that each watch is designed independently of any other watch in that product's line. Mm-hmm. But and, and so right, I, I designed the end links to look right with this watch. I wonder. I wonder if every brand did this with, you know, a large percentage of their catalog, how much that would change the final appearance of the watch, right? But uh, if they sell just end links with the watch to to match. No, no, the that's watch, that's exactly like, what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like what if Seiko, all their 20 minute, like all the SARBs, what if they made all of the SARB end links be exactly the same as every other SARB? Would that change the appearance? So if my Sarb uh, 035 and the Sarb 017 had end links that perfectly matched up, would that change the appearance of one or the other in a detrimental way? And, and perhaps it would. It could. But I don't. I doubt it. But adding that option wouldn't hurt it. Because so you can keep it on the OEM or Baltic, you can change it. Baltic is on to something here. Uh, Baltic is onto something here, and, and and I think there's another company, uh, Gekota, uh, or or Watch Gekota, really, uh, that is that is sort of leaning in this direction. I, for one, love it, and, mm-hmm. and I'll say w- w- there's not any Watch Gecko watches that we've walked about talked about today, but I would love to do a Gekota episode. Mm-hmm coming up soon and i think we should do that if not next week then maybe maybe in a, in a forthcoming week because gakota uh i think is a totally underserved watch company in our community uh and i think we should give them some love but for now baltic aqua scaf you know aqua i really like the crown on this too yeah big crowns are it this did year did this change <laughs> yeah did the price change in the last couple of minutes it went up 100 money they must have heard us talking shit. They're like, for you, 
724 money. I don't know what the price was when was we first started talking about it, but six it's something. It's now 658 euros or 724 dollars. I mean, that literally changed, right? In yeah. the last couple of minutes. I'll click on the on the black blue guilt again. <laughs> the fuck just happened? Okay, so 579 euros, 637 dollars. But then I scrolled down and I went back up and it changed. Yeah. Right. I wonder if we clicked on a different... I wonder if one of them is more expensive than the We're other. We're at an hour 23, but I, I think we can do some other things really quick. Andrew, go. <clears throat> I'm drinking a Modern Times Hazy Juicy IPA. Well, that sounds so interesting. Who makes it, Modern Times? <laughs> it is a Trader Joe's brand, right? You know what? Kim got this for me. How about that guy? How about that guy, Joe? Joe, he's he's a trader. Not he, in the not in the T R A I, but in the T R A D. Not Benedict R-A-D. Arnold. Yeah, exactly. But rather a, uh, a a barterer. And this has got this is rocking some Simcoe, some Horizon, some Amarillo, and some Mosaic hops. Two row malted wheat flaked oats, Crystal Twenty. This is a killer. Oh yeah, you should have some. Can I can I have some? Have some. It is a. I, I'm not a big fan of the juicy IPAs. I don't really understand uh, why they're juicy IPAs. I don't understand why it's the trend of the year. But this is a super, super hop forward beer. I guess That's super good. It dries out your mouth a little bit, but it doesn't at the same time. It's really blur- bright, really florally. Would you say bright again? I was going to say blight. Because <laughs> I was say bright and florally. Blah. But it's bright and florally. It's really I really like this. I'm only going to drink two of these tonight. Also, I like IPAs that come in a 16-ounce can. Money. I wish all craft beers came in six packs of 16-ounce cans. So my wife bought these for you. I know, and I love it. I'm only going to drink two. so I Because she's such a generous woman. So I'm back on keto. I couldn't have these, but she said, I'm going to buy these just for Andrew because Mm -hmm. I really like Andrew. Yeah, and I'm going to leave them at your house. And she was also worried about you. Oh? She was worried about you. Because since you've joined the police force, you've dropped about 20 pounds. Yeah, I've lost a lot of weight. That whole not drinking every day thing, that'll do it to you. She, she was worried. She said, you know what? I'm worried about Andrew, so I'm going to buy him some high-calorie beer. Yeah, get him some Get him some carby, <laughs> sugary beer. Fatten you're, him back you're up. You're down to what? What now? Probably, uh, probably 165, 170. Can you imagine what I would look like at 165 pounds? Looks scary. Auschwitz. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I shouldn't joke about that. But no, you'd look you'd look very uh patient. Yeah. <laughs> patient. Like uh, like a patient of variety of <laughs> diseases. Um but this is like I don't know, my hover weight's about 175 pounds because I drink beer every day. Yeah. And, um so I'm I'm a little bit lighter than my hover weight, but I don't know. Did I say on the show last week that I gained like eight thirty-four or... pounds on your keto break? <laughs> I think it was like nine pounds. Is I think it was what happened. I gained nine pounds. It wasn't visibly noticeable, but yeah. I just assumed that you gained a shitload of weight when you went back to. to I mean, I didn't keto. change clothes or anything, but it was like holy fuck. Whoopsies, whoopsies. I've already lost. I think <coughs> probably about, all of it. Ah, eh, six of those pounds. Yeah. So. Oh, so I've got another thing. Do it. Do me. And, and you know what? I, I think probably people who listen to the show are probably going to be a little irritated with us because we're sort of heavy on the streaming. Uh, um, kids man give us a break (laughs) i I started a new series this week and and i think you had started it before me i think Mm -hmm. you've already finished it but i started it's not done yet but i'm mostly caught up you're caught up yeah 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 yeah. i'm only two episodes in but 
I watched the first two episodes of The Mandalorian. Join the club. So Fuck! It's so good! The Baby Yoda, in air quotes, is a, is a meme of all varieties. You know, Baby Yoda's cool, but the show is just good. The show is super good. You know who plays uh, The Mandalorian? I don't. Tell me. The guy who plays Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones. God damn it, that's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. It's really good. John Favreau has made a terrific addition to the Star Wars universe. And, and so this is this is John Favreau uh, of of Swingers fame versus <laughs> John Favreau of political news commentary fame. Yeah, that's an important distinction to that's make. All, though I think you should have probably got that. That's always a little uncomfortable for me. Yeah. I don't know why why are there two John Favreaus? Right? It's not a common that name. are super relevant and important there, in media. And the thing is there's only two. <laughs> that's it that's it, all the john favreaus it's, it's in the not world. like most other names in the world where there's you know thousands it's there's two john favreaus right and they're both famous super famous and super relevant right now maybe i should name my kids john favreau john favreau yeah john, john anyway, favreau get back on it get back Andrews. on get back on to them can you can john favreau just be it's a hyphenated first, first name yeah duh <laughs> uh that's it man it's it's it it's, it's the mandalorian so so right Someone told me it was a. I think no, I know exactly the day it was. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I know the exact day it was? Because you went home and watched it. No, because it was Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, someone told me Disney streaming, Disney Plus. What do we call it? Disney Plus. Disney Plus is thirty dollars a month. You're wrong. And I was like, Jesus, it's not what I pay. <laughs> I pay like five dollars. That's a lot of money. And then I looked, and it's not. It's like six or seven bucks. Which is still a bucket load of money, but it's not like uh, to keep a kid happy, man. I'll I'll pay any amount of money. Right, right, right. But three hundred and sixty dollars versus sixty eighty five dollars yeah. is a huge difference. Uh, so yeah, uh, we sprung for we sprung for Disney Plus, and we're, we're watching we're watching the first two movies in the newest series, so I can take the kids to see their first Star Wars movie in the mm-hmm. theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited! But I was like, well, maybe I'll watch The Mandalorian. It's good. Dude, it's so good. That's the only good thing on Disney Plus. So, me. so uh, j- just so you guys can get an idea, there, there's a, a, a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. and he's of the Mandalorian race, species, species. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a following religion. I don't know. He's I, a Mandalorian. I, I yeah, I don't fully understand. The and he's he's got some armor, and the armor's awesome. Yeah, it's dope. He's got a disintegrating rifle. That's dope. Dope. Not for hunting. He's sort of like a uh, he's sort of like a a Boba Fett type character, right? Same, yeah, same species or race. So Boba Fett is Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And spoiler alert: he finds Yoda, or a species uh, akin to Yoda. It's Yoda, isn't it? No, it's not. It's it, we're. Are we're, we sure about that? Yes, we are beyond. Okay, so I'm not yet sure about that. We're in. Yes, in in the way of timelines, we're we're beyond Return of the Jedi. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure of that yet. Okay, I'm telling you that. Okay, so you're alerting me of a spoiler. Not a spoiler. <laughs> it's not Yoda. I don't this, know that yet. This isn't 850 years anyway, prior. There's a baby Yoda. And to baby Yoda hope. is actually 50 years old, and it's fucking awesome. Andrew, do you have anything else to say? This week, before we shut off, and probably our longest episode ever, this go. Is, I don't. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. We're really appreciative. 
please check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20. If you want to support the show, because you know what? Here's the thing. We've got to pay money to support the show via SoundCloud and other hosting networks. You can check us out at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.